Hi, we're Grace and Clara, here to shake up the world of women's health. We know firsthand how intimidating it can be to speak up when it comes to issues like your menstrual cycle or menopause. That's why we created Unprocessed, a weekly podcast where we dive into every aspect of women's health, from mental well-being to physical nutrition. We're here to ask the burning questions and encourage us all to advocate for ourselves. So get ready for some smart, cheeky and witty discussions about all things women's health. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. You have Grace and Clara in your ears, and I have a very big personal interest in today's episode. I have struggled with acne since I was a preteen, always embarrassed by my pimply face and begging my mum to buy me skincare products that I found in Dolly or Cosmo magazine. Then as I got older, my skincare changed and I had no clue how to create a skincare routine. As women, we go through so many stages of life where our hormones and skin change. This is why we invited certified beauty journalist and skilled dermal therapist Yards Couchy onto the podcast. For nearly a decade, Yards has shared her expertise and insight on health and beauty in notable publications like Cosmo, Shop Till You Drop, and Gritty Pretty. Now she predominantly writes for Adore Beauty and works closely with brands such as GoTo Skincare, Skin's Cuticles, QV Skincare, and more. Amidst the bewildering complexities of the skincare universe, Yard understands the unnecessary confusion it can create. However, she's here to assure you and us that it doesn't have to be that way. Today, we deep dive into the world of skincare with Yards, exploring its importance in various life stages from teen years to pregnancy, postpartum and beyond. Yards, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. I would love to know what inspired you to start this career. Well, before I was a dermal therapist, I was a beauty journalist. I've been a beauty journalist for over 12 years now, so I kind of fell into beauty by accident. Um, I've always, I'm super into health, have always very much, um, been health orientated and there's actually a lot of science behind beauty. Um, and when I started writing about beauty, that's when I realized that there was. So, um, when I had my first baby, I realized I couldn't freelance anymore. I initially, when I felt pregnant, I just thought, oh, I'm going to freelance at home the baby will be on the ground. He'll just be, you know, chilling. I can continue to write. And then I had the baby and obviously I couldn't do that. So, um, yeah, I did my qualifications in cosmetic dermal science and then my master's in nutrition. So now I kind of juggle both. I still do my writing um, and work with different brands and obviously retailers like Adore Beauty. Mm. And I work in clinic as well in my own business and online with um, my business partner, James Vivian, in Melbourne on Dialodermal. So on top of all of that, we should also say you're a mum of four and you've got um, a very little one that's quite new and quite fresh. So tell us about your journey with skin, you know, um, becoming a mum. Oh, wow. It has been a really, really big journey for me. Um, I think falling pregnant changes your skin a lot. And having had four pregnancies and four babies, I know how different each pregnancy can be. So even if you do experience, say, sensitivity during one pregnancy doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen again for your Mm. second pregnancy. So when I fell pregnant with my first baby, I got really bad hormonal acne and I had it all over my face. I had it all over my chest, my back, and I was writing about beauty and I was talking to dermatologists and I was talking to nutritionists and I just kept thinking like, what is happening to my skin? I'm using the same products that I've always used. I am not changing anything in my routine. Like there's nothing really that I thought that I was doing wrong, but then obviously pregnancy can throw a spanner in the works because of your hormones. Obviously the hormonal fluctuations that happen during pregnancy um, can be a lot for for some people. So 
um, I definitely experienced that. I had melasma as well, which I think I'm just predisposed to um, with my own skin, but it's a very common during pregnancy as well. So melasma are those dark patches of pigmentation that you right. get on your skin. Hormonal influ- like ho- our hormones can influence um, the melasma popping up onto on our skin, but it's very common during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, increased pigmentation, but I think uh, skin sensitivity has been a huge one for me through pregnancy. I don't have a sensitive skin type at all. I I actually can do very regular treatments on myself, use pretty strong actives. So um, having to deal with sensitive skin during pregnancy is something else that I, I've had to manage, but it definitely has ebbed and flowed. And I think the more that I look after my skin during pregnancy, the better it, it actually is. Whereas with my first pregnancy, I probably wasn't as diligent with my skincare and I obviously wasn't working as a dermal therapist at the time. So I did experience a lot of different skin concerns, which is something that I talk to my clients about in clinic all the time too. Is that so when you're pregnant and you have all this hormonal acne, does it go away once you've had the baby? Because then you're breastfeeding and your hormones are still everywhere. So is there another stage that you go through? Postpartum is another stage of um, skin changes, I think, for a lot of women. So sometimes even if you haven't experienced bad skin during your pregnancy, sometimes the sleep deprivation and the hormonal fluctuations that you get when you are breastfeeding and trying to take care of a newborn and dealing with all the added stress can can wreck your skin. So I have clients that come into clinic and they're like, I actually had really amazing skin during pregnancy. It's postpartum now that my skin needs a lot of help. And that's when they start breaking out. So it can be different for everyone, but like it will go away for some people. Like let's say you're experiencing hormonal breakouts during pregnancy postpartum it may go away or it can be the complete opposite and you might have really great skin during pregnancy and then postpartum all of a sudden you have the skin concerns that you need to treat so it really depends it's really quite individual during pregnancy there obviously we talk a lot about what you can and can't use um you know in uh, so even in food you can't have you know raw eggs you can't have raw fish all of that kind of stuff and then in pregnancy it's the same that there's certain skin ingredients that you can't have what are those ingredients I found it really hard when I was pregnant you know only she's almost nine months so nine months ago just um to even find what I was supposed to have and what I wasn't supposed to have where do you go to look for that kind of information you can turn to online there is a lot of information online but I feel like women tend to freak out a little bit especially when it's their first pregnancy because there is so much misinformation online um, and you everyone wants to be doing the right thing but really Mm. during pregnancy the ingredients you need to avoid are vitamin a hydroquinone and salicylic acid above two percent um I will always recommend every woman talk to their doctor about their skincare and just make sure that that what you're using is right and safe for use during pregnancy. Um, but everything else is, is is pretty much okay. So we can still use a lot of the acids in our skincare. So we can use lactic acid, mm-hmm. sal- um, salicylic acid at a low percent. Usually under 2% is what is recommended. Some people prefer to avoid it altogether. I personally um, have continued to use it in um, mm. like wash off cleansers and toners and things like that. Um, but some people might want to avoid it altogether. But I feel like there's a lot more that you can use than what you can't use. Um, you said you had acne on your chest and your back. Mm-hmm. Can you use the products for your face on those areas as well? Or is that like a separate thing? You can definitely use products for your face on your chest and back, but there are products specifically designed. Like 
for the body that I would personally be recommending. So obviously lactic acid body washes, glycolic acid body washes, anything that's going to help stimulate that cellular turnover. Again, salicylic acid is a little bit of a contentious issue. Some people will prefer to avoid it altogether, but you can get salicylic acid body washes under 2%. Salicylic acid is an acid that kind of like gets deep inside the pore to clean out the oil and the gunk. Um, So it's really good when you're experiencing hormonal breakouts. Um, But yeah, you can use products for the face on the body. Generally, the the skin on our body is a lot thicker and can tolerate a lot more. So it shouldn't be as sensitive as the rest of the skin on your face, but everybody is different too. Mm, it's kind of a crazy world. Where do you navigate <laughs> at all? Yeah. It's confusing. And that's what I often find. Like people will come to me and they're like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Um, I've stopped using all of my skincare and what do I use? And I'm like, you can basically continue with everything unless you're using a vitamin A. During those times, you're going through quite a lot of skin changes. How do you, who do you go to and how do you start seeking advice? Because I think you know, I I feel like I've, I think I've spoken to you about this before when we spoke earlier. I feel like I aged overnight as a um, as a mum. You know, especially that first day in hospital, you almost look in the mirror and you you see all of a sudden you see wrinkles, you see fine lines. You feel like you're aging overnight. So who do you go to, and how do you find um, a skincare routine that really kind of suits you through those stages of life? As a dermal therapist, I'm always going to recommend having a chat to a dermal therapist. We are here to help you with your skin concerns. That's our job. I feel like a lot of people tend to navigate the skin beauty world um, on their own and they don't Mm. often look for a chat with a dermal therapist. But if you are worried about your skin, if you're experiencing skin concerns that you normally haven't before, then definitely book in for a consultation because we can guide you and we can guide you on the right skincare and the right products personalized for your skin so you're not doing it blindly and I totally understand where you come from when you're talking about aging overnight when you have a baby you know it is a huge thing one to have the baby like post-birth postpartum knocks you about like all of a Mm. sudden you're feeding every two hours you're not sleeping at all you wake up I remember waking up and I felt like my eyes were going to fall out of my head like my eyeballs hurt I don't know I've never experienced that type of tiredness before like you do when you are a mum and you know the eye area is a huge concern for many of my Mm. clients that are mums too because we don't sleep as well as we should be sleeping and it's all easy for people to say get your eight hours of sleep a night but when you're a new mum there's you know unless your baby magically sleeps it's going to be really really hard so having skincare products in place that are going to treat your concerns and help you through that period is really important. And also making the time for self-care. Like mm. skincare, yes, there's a lot of science behind it, but it's also really important for a mum to look after herself as well because you feel like crap. I'm in postpartum at the moment. I'm three months postpartum and I do mm. not feel like myself at all. None of my clothes fit. I feel very unhinged sometimes when I don't sleep because sleep is such a huge um, component of our mood mm. so obviously I feel a lot more tired but a lot more irritable um, and then my baby even if I get up early and I shower and I wash my hair my baby will spew on me and then obviously like I don't feel great when you, you're like dirty as well like it's just like so many different things happening and a lot of the time you're on your own too so I do believe that like skincare has the power to kind of transform your mood and help you feel a little bit better through that postpartum period as well because 
you need to be looking after yourself. The tiredness, I don't think anyone quite realises how tired you're going to be. Um, mm. it's, yeah. It is a tight, like you are tired your whole life. I definitely feel like people, there is, you know, everyone has exhausting jobs now and there's this tiredness, this tiredness, and I'm coming off the back of a very bad night's sleep with my eight-month-old as <laughs> well. Yeah. So I know exactly how you feel. So what are the basic kind of ingredients or what are the basic um, skincare that you can start introducing, you know, during the stages of pregnancy and then postpartum that will help you, will make you feel good about yourself and will also give you that kind of routine? Exactly what you said. I think it's so important for mums to take care of themselves because at the end of the day, if anything, if you're not feeling great, it's going to come out in how you parent and how you, you know, how you are acting on that day. So I do think it's really important to take care of yourself during that period. Yeah. And, you know, self-care can come from so many other things. It doesn't necessarily have to be skincare as well. As a dermal mm. therapist, obviously my skincare is my self-care too, but obviously going for a walk and eating well and making mm. sure that you have time to yourself is really, really important. But I feel like people will do too many steps or not enough. Usually it's like one extreme or the other when it comes to skincare. Everybody needs a cleanser. You need to be washing your face in the morning, double cleansing at the end of the day, especially if you're wearing makeup and SPF, which we should all be wearing SPF anyway. Um, An antioxidant serum in the morning is really beneficial for a lot of skins. So basically uh, something like a vitamin C or a vitamin B because it's going to protect our skin from free radical damage. It's going to help fight the fine lines and premature signs of aging um, and a moisturizer just to hydrate the skin and make sure that our Mm. skin stays hydrated. You know, one of the most common skin concerns that pops up when you're pregnant and during postpartum is dehydration. And a lot of people have dehydrated skin. So that's just skin that lacks water. And we need to make sure that we're properly hydrating because a hydrated skin is going to be a healthy skin. So Mm. you don't need to have too many steps in your routine for healthy skin, like a cleanser, moisturizer, antioxidant serum and SPF in the morning and then at night time just doing a double cleanse obviously if you've got a serum in there to treat your concerns whatever that concern might be if you have pigmentation you might have a um, pigmentation serum in there if you want to be using a vitamin a post baby you can have a vitamin a in there that's going to be very um, it's going to help you tackle those age management concerns it can help tackle pigmentation concerns as well and acne concerns Um, and then moisturizing a lot of us just tend to fall asleep really really early when we are postpartum or um, we don't make time for our skincare and then by the time we're in bed we'll just you know it's much too hard for anyone to get up so I often tell my clients who are mums and you know if even people that are quite busy Sometimes it's better to do your skincare when you get home. Like let's say you get home at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It sounds crazy to be doing your PM skincare routine so early, but if that's the way that you're going to get it done, do it early. Um, otherwise, you're going to get into bed and then you're just going to fall asleep and then it's, you know, you're not going to do it. So why do you double cleanse? So double cleansing is going to make sure that you are properly removing the makeup from your skin. <laughs> Um, usually I personally recommend an oil or a balm first because I find it dissolves the makeup really well and then you can go in with a cleanser that's going to be suited to your skin. So you can go in with a gel or a foam or a cream or whatever um, is your preferred method to cleanse with. But I find it's the best way to make sure that your skin is properly clean. So it's not using the same type of cleanser. It's using two different cleansers. I personally prefer two different cleansers, but you can cleanse with the one cleanser as long as you know that it's your makeup is being removed properly. So often I find if you're cleansing 
Um, if you're doing a double cleanse, sometimes it's, it pays to dry your face with like a white towel um, or a white face cloth, whatever. Just to, And if it, there's still makeup on there, it means that you're not cleansing properly or the cleanser's not right for your skin. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to ruin some white towels, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Grace here. Just want to quickly interrupt the episode to say it's time to start nourishing you. Join the eight-week program and get eight weeks of easy, delicious meal plans with full shopping lists. And at $5.50 or under per serve, it couldn't be more affordable to eat healthy. Each week, we'll give you a range of meals to cook that are quick and easy to prepare with minimal waste. You don't have to be a master chef to enjoy these nutritious meals. Plus fun online workouts, mentoring from industry experts, and access to our exclusive sleep school. Spots are limited. Join now. Now let's get back into the episode. So I just want to go back to, um, we're talking about sleep before. So Mm. how does a lack of sleep affect our skin? Obviously, it uh, increases the dullness in our skin, the dehydration in our skin, um, dark circles as well. So it, if you've ever had a bad night's sleep and you look in the mirror, you'll know how different you can look. And I think when you have bad, you know, bad night after bad night after bad night as a mum, that's when you start to see the premature signs of ageing and you're like, actually, why do I look so old? Mm. Um, so it's really important to... I honestly feel like it's really important to make the time to go to sleep because I know that as a mum, sometimes when your baby finally does go to sleep at night, you want to stay up and have that time to yourself and play on your phone or clean the house or, you know, do all of those different things. But it's only going to make us feel worse. I think um, making that time to try and get as much sleep as you can, even if it means, you know, you're getting two hour block just before your baby wakes at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock is really important because um, it's going to contribute to how we look and feel. So acids is something that I'm, I'm scared of. (laughs) Like, I don't know why, but I feel like they're something that if you go too far with an acid, it can, and I've always had a little bit sensitive skin. I've spent a lot of time um, working on getting my skincare really up to par so that my skin's not so sensitive um, and I feel like now it's it can tolerate a lot more so how do you introduce acids what are acids how do you use them so I'm sure you're talking about chemical exfoliants so basically yes, chemical yeah. exfoliants ingredients are active in skincare that are going to help stimulate that skin cell turnover in our skin now there are different strengths um, and so it's very important to be using the right products with the right strengths on your skin uh, it, obviously you're a sensitive skin type, so you know mm-hmm. that you have to be extra careful and you might've even used something like a glycolic acid, which hasn't been right for your skin. And so now you're a little bit more wary. I feel a lot of people tend to overuse mm-hmm. chemical exfoliants in their routine because they are everywhere and you don't really realize because I talk to people all the time and they will tell me, oh, I'm only exfoliating, you know, with this one serum twice a week. And then I'll look at their routine and I'm like, well, there's actually chemical exfoliants in your cleanser you didn't know about. And there's also a chemical exfoliant in this serum that you're using every day. So really you're exfoliating three times a day without realizing it and then adding in the the stronger chemical exfoliants a few times a week. So it's really important to know where they are in your routine. It's really important to know which ones your skin can tolerate. And that's where a dermal therapist can help because we can help you with your skin type and your concerns and, 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 finding the right chemical exfoliants for your skin as well. Um, And everyone that has impaired their skin barrier will want to be careful because once you've impaired your skin barrier, you don't want to do it again. It is Mm. a painful experience and it does take time for your skin to go back to normal. Um, But it's, 
it's honestly not as hard as it seems. I just feel like sometimes it pays and it will save you time and money in the long run to speak to a dermal therapist to get that professional advice because that way you get to understand a little bit more about skincare and we're here to educate you as well. Which brings up a great point. I know that you've obviously got your clinics, but you've also got the online um, dermal therapist that you can go and see. So how do people access something like that kind of service for those people that can't afford to go in and see a regular therapist? Our website is styladermal.com. Um, and I obviously have that business with one of my good friends, James Vivian, who is a dermal mm. therapist based in Melbourne. And that came out of COVID. Um, so that business idea, because obviously our clinics were closed and we wanted to be able to provide the advice to our clients um, via, somehow. And we were all in lockdown. So mm. obviously working online is um, a huge part of our business now. So as a mum, I personally love being able to talk to clients online too because it, we save time, we save money. A lot of us don't have the time or money to go into clinic at the moment. Um, and your skincare is like 80% of what you do to your skin. Like skin treatments are obviously really beneficial at kind of boosting the collagen production in our skin and enhancing the results from our skincare. But we have to get our skincare right before we do skincare treatments because that's the way we're going to get best results. Um, and sometimes, you know, I speak to mums in postpartum all the time who don't have the time to go into clinic for treatments. Mm-hmm. And it's super handy to just be able to jump on a FaceTime or a Zoom call and um, access a dermal therapist for that professional advice. I see a lot on social media and mainly TikTok, all these products that you can use that aren't necessarily good for your skin, but they're like quick fixes. So like pimple cream, pimple patches, um, the strips for your blackheads. Yeah, Is that quick fixes or is there a time and place to use those remedies? A lot of them are fake, I would have to say. I love TikTok. I love scouring TikTok for skincare hacks because I love to make content with them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glued to that content you make. (laughs) A lot of them are fake and there is no such thing as a quick fix when it comes to skincare skincare is a long-term thing like we have to do it every day for the rest of our lives it's not something that we are going to use once and then okay cool my acne's gone now my skin is going to be you know clear and healthy for the rest of my life we can't do that we have to continue looking after our skin and it's obviously there is no quick fix at all um but tiktok and online i feel like that it's such a huge industry obviously Mm -hmm. from a marketing point of view from a brand point of view when a product is launched or when influencers and celebrities are talking about products they are going to talk about how it's changed their life and changed their skin and I think it's really important when we follow people online that we understand their skin type and their skin concerns we know a little bit more about the product and the ingredients they're using why they're using them um, because just because a product, someone said that a product has worked for them doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for us. And I find there's lots of trends in skincare as well that tend to take off every now and then. You know, skin cycling was a huge one. Then we've got slugging is a huge one. But with all of these trends, you do have to kind of make sure that they're right for your skin. You know, not everybody needs to be slugging. Not everyone needs to be uh, skin cycling in the in the way that um, it was kind of like done on social media. So that's where our job as a dermal therapist comes in, in handy because we can personalize your recommendations to you rather than you relying on all of these different people online mm. telling you what has worked for them because their skin is not your skin. 
what is the difference between going into a chemist and buying your skincare in a chemist versus going into somewhere like Mecca where you're spending quite a lot money a lot of money on the skincare is there some great brands that sit within chemists are there some great brands that obviously sit in Mecca I don't think there's such a thing as bad skincare um it's just the wrong skincare for your skin if that okay. makes sense. So you can get some really basic, great skincare from a chemist. Like QB skincare is great. It's full of ceramides, niacinamide, really basic, really good for clients who are more sensitive, um, drier skins. And you can also get some really great products from Mecca and Sephora. It's just about finding the right products for you. And obviously we have our cosmeceutical products, which mm. we have in clinic, um, which, are, again, you know, they're personalised to your skin. So I definitely don't think there is such a thing as, like, bad skincare. I just think it's the wrong skincare for your skin. So we've talked about pregnancy and motherhood, but obviously women go through other changes with, like, perimetopause and menopause. Do we have to adapt our skincare to those phases in our life as well or can we kind of carry out the same routine? No, definitely. I think you have to be much more proactive when it comes to skincare once you get into your 40s and your 50s. Obviously, we're losing estrogen in our skin. Our collagen production declines. Our hyaluronic acid levels decline. Um, If you learn how to look after your skin when you're younger, you're not going to have such a shock when you come into your 50s and your skin does really change because I do have a lot of clients who come into clinic when they're 50 and they're like, what is happening to my skin? It's always been so great. And all of a sudden I'm dealing with the dryness. I'm dealing with the sagging. I'm dealing with, you know, the dehydration and all of the things that come with aging skin. Um, so it, every stage of life we have to change our skincare because our skin is constantly changing. So you might find that in your 20s you you could start clinical treatments. You could do lighter chemical peels in your late 20s. And then in your 30s you might start doing more advanced treatments to help with the early signs of ageing. So skin needling, you can do um, chemical peels as well, light laser resurfacing, but you might want to up that frequency as you get into your 40s and your 50s. You might want to change the derivatives in your vitamin A's to be a little bit stronger or a little bit weaker depending if you are becoming more sensitive or, or more dry as you age. So really everyone is quite um, different. But I wouldn't say you can use the same skincare that you have been using Uh, you know, in your 20s or 30s when you're in your 40s and your 50s. You definitely have to change what you're doing. Um, And I do think you'd have to become um, a little bit more proactive when it comes to clinical treatments as well because they're really going to be the ones that will deliver the results in your skin. Being a mum, when do you start introducing skincare into your children's routines? Usually when they hit puberty. In saying that, though, there might be skin concerns with your children when they're younger I know my three-year-old has eczema so there's no way that she's not going to be moisturizing her skin and uh, she has been put on steroids before because it has gotten to a point where Mm. we have had to go down that route so there are definitely um you know moments where you might want to talk to a professional about your children's skin but most of the time when they hit puberty um when you know they should be wearing sunblock every day they should be doing something really basic like cleansing and moisturizing potentially depending on how uh or if they're breaking out you know a chemical exfoliant a few times a week can be beneficial as well but again everyone is quite different and every skin is different people are adopting skincare habits a lot earlier too which is great so i i'm usually finding that teens are really proactive when it comes to their skincare they want to be using the right products But this is also, I I guess, where social media plays a big role because 
they have a huge social media has a huge influence on teenagers. So it's very easy for a product to go viral and for them to want to go into Mecca and buy every new thing that they've seen on social media that week. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be right for their skin. I want to go back to something you mentioned before, skin needling. I have a couple of friends doing it, but what is it actually doing for the skin? So basically we're initiating that wound healing response from the skin. So your skin thinks it's in trouble and it starts to rebuild collagen. Skin needling is minimally invasive, so it's really good for everyone that it's time for, that doesn't have the downtime for more advanced treatments that, you know, are going to force you to take a few days off work. It's really great for pore size. It's really great for texture. It's really great to fight fine lines and wrinkles. I always am needling around my eye area because I've obviously I have been pregnant and breastfeeding for a thousand million years, having had four babies in God, how many years, eight years, seven years. (laughs) Um, So if people that don't want to go down the injectable route, needling can be a great option as well to kind of like help with premature aging. Um, obviously you need to have a healthy skin barrier to be doing skin needling. You don't want to be doing it on active acne. Um, and yeah, a consultation is super important for any skin treatments, but it is a really great treatment with a lot of evidence behind it. So I always recommend it to my clients, especially mums that are time poor that want to have, you know, bang for their buck. Needling is a great, um, great treatment to try. Interesting. Cause I have seen it a lot and I'm always like, do I give it a go? But I'm, I'm tempted, yeah, especially if it is something I haven't yet gone down the Botox route. Um, yeah. And it is, if it is something that's kind of not, you know, similar but has some great results, it would be, I think it would be something I'd be really interested to put into my skincare routine. I think, as you said, as a mum, I really, yeah. I, I look at photos a lot and I don't want to be that old ageing mum <laughs> look to me. So I really want yeah, to start taking so care of it. That you can do in clinic. I feel like chemical peels are also really great. Chemical peels are some of my favorite treatments because they kind of resurface the skin. They give you that bit of a brightness. They improve dullness in the skin. They can help fight pigmentation. Um, you don't have to do them super frequently if you don't have the time to do them. But I will always recommend trying to get into a clinic you know, even a few times a year because it's going to be that boost that your skin needs that we can't do with our at-home skincare. And obviously there's going to be more advanced treatments as we get older or if we have more time or if we've got an event or a wedding to plan for or anything like that, um, there's definitely more treatments that we can do. But just making the time for them is hard for a lot of yeah. people. And obviously financially at the moment too, you know, the cost of living is is really high. But I do believe in you know, the power of good skincare and making sure that you're making the time for that clinical treatment as well is super important. Can I go back to skin needling? Does it hurt though? (laughs) It sounds like it hurts. Depends who you ask. Honestly, if you've given birth, you'll be fine. Um, It is uncomfortable. It's not going to be a comfortable experience, but we are causing trauma to the skin. That's what we're doing as dermal therapists with a lot of our treatments. So we're not going to be doing the fluffy facials that you uh, where we massage you, well, some clinics might, but you know, in my clinic, I don't, um, I don't do fluffy facials, so we it, they can be quite painful. But mm. in saying that, though, it's very if you can do it, it's very bearable, and for the results, I think it's worth it. I do like the fluffy facial when they like rub your neck and head. Though. Yeah, they stress out, especially when you're busy, especially when you're a mum or. You know, you might want to have that that fluffy facial experience or you might want to go get a massage because it can help you unwind. A lot of the time, my clientele is predominantly mums and I am always telling people, even if they're going underneath the LED, I'm like, I know this sounds woo-woo, but use this time to kind of like meditate and de-stress because we don't often get 
that time to unwind or even to stop thinking or just be, you know, have that time to ourselves. So trying to use that time in clinic to de-stress because obviously when we're stressed, it can contribute to skin issues as well and it can contribute to hormonal acne. And a lot of us tend to run on on high-stress lives. So, um, yeah, making time for, you know, whatever you can do to decompress is really beneficial. So even if that means going for a walk, which can be really great for people too, it's really important to have that me time. In terms of food, uh, what can you be doing? I mean, we talked about hydration and just drinking, but what other kind of foods can, that can we use to be able to heal the skin that's really beneficial? Yeah, so there's foods obviously that are going to complement uh, the, the overall look and feel mm. and of our skin. Uh, essential fatty acids are really, really good. So a lot of us aren't eating enough fish. I feel like, you know, incorporating uh, things like salmon and healthy fats like avocado are super beneficial mm-hmm. for the skin. If you don't eat a lot of fish, obviously you can get some of your healthy fats from um, plant-based foods. So cheese seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, all of those things can be really beneficial. But really it, it's it's the same. It's You've got to simplify things. Whole foods, like fruits, mm. vegetables, making sure that we're drinking enough water and eating enough fibre, getting enough protein. How much water should you be drinking? I would say two litres at least of water oh a day. Oh, God, that's a lot. It is a lot. But having, you know, like one of those emotional support water bottles on your desk, yep. carrying around. I am currently breastfeeding and I can tell you that I'm drinking between two to four litres of water a day. Yeah. Your babies suck it out of you. Like mm. you, I honestly feel like I like a dried up piece of crusty bread after I breastfeed and I'm starving um Mm. so you do have to look after yourself through postpartum and you honestly forget like this is my fourth baby and I'm like maybe it's because I'm older maybe it's because I've got three other kids that I'm looking after in a business like obviously I'm, I'm a lot more busy than I was when I had my first baby you know you need to make sure that you're looking after yourself through postpartum with things like your your diet and your water intake because if you are breastfeeding those things can really suck the life out of you and then obviously not using the right skincare not getting the you know enough sleep you your stress levels are through the roof because the babies can't communicate all they do is cry and you are trying to figure out their needs and then you put your needs behind everybody else's so um yeah making time for yourself for and you know this is a really big thing that pops up in consultations a lot because I do end up talking to to women about their diet and what they're doing you know through postpartum and sometimes I I speak to women they're like actually I don't get time to eat until like 3 p.m and that is a long period of time to be going without food with your kids and I get that as a mum because we are all so busy so that will contribute to our our skin as well and as as our overall mental health so I do think um we need to put ourselves first at times I know it can Mm. be really hard as a mum because your baby does come first and I'm not saying like neglect your baby but I'm, I'm just saying like it's really important to not neglect yourself because if you go down the rest of your house will go down um, and I know I've had moments where I've been sick and I'm like, I can't look after three kids at the moment. Like I can't. I remember even towards the end of my pregnancy, I, I fully felt like I was going to like emotionally and physically break. And if I didn't have my mother-in-law with me to look mm-hmm. after my kids, it would have been really hard for me to continue and function. So sometimes asking for help can be really beneficial too. And lowering your standards. I, I honestly feel having had four kids now, I'm like lower your standards and you'll live a happier life because we can't do it all. I drop so many balls on the daily and I don't get to all the things that I want to be doing and 
that can take its toll as well as a mum because your mm. you, your standards our standards are high. I think a lot of women have really high standards, not only from ourselves but also from society. So um, we've got to do so many different things for our overall health um, to function and make sure that we are looked after and so that way we can look after our kids. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. It's been such a pleasure. And for anyone who wants to get in contact with Yards or learn a little bit more about skincare, we'll put links in our show notes below. Like this podcast, please give us a five-star review and share it with someone who you think would benefit from it. We want to help as many people as possible live healthier lives. This podcast is general in nature. We aren't doctors or health practitioners. But if this podcast has prompted something for you, we really encourage you to make an appointment with your health practitioner and get advice that is tailored to you. This podcast is recorded on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples.